Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Last Minute Kickout uh, live review podcast. Where, well, it's live somewhere, uh, but uh, you know it's recorded live for you guys. We're recording it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we are here as three bearded men who are undoubtedly cursed, like uh, everyone at this uh, show. Uh, myself, John Turbo Finley, uh, Pete, Titans Creed, Nevercode. You're not going to introduce yourself. You did it for react. me. Why do I need to oh, do it? Except react, react. react. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I am the inescapable forever cursed Pete Titans Grid Nevico. How are you doing? There we go. Uh, and uh, Kev, the Kevin Eva. Eva. <laughs> yes, the intro for the individual and also the champ still somehow don't understand, but we'll go on with that. Mm-hmm. And yes, we are here together for you tonight, or morning, or wherever you, whenever you're watching this. Could be, could be middle of the day. Who knows? Uh, talking about AEW Cross, because everyone says X or Times or it's whatever. Cross. Oh, cross. It's Cross, New Japan, um, Forbidden Door, which, uh, even though. It had everything against it. Like, apparently, God himself didn't want this show to happen. Well, he's on WWE's payroll. We've established this. Yes, we have established that. <laughs> Overall, it was still a good show. It was a de- very good show, in fact, actually. It's not... It wasn't really that bad or terrible or, you know, kind of like... Uh, uh, like non-entertaining i'm trying to think of a better word but um no what what are you two's general thoughts on the show before we get into the meat and potatoes of this overview review slash whatever discussion i really enjoyed it up until the last two matches well that's a funny thing because i really enjoyed it right up until the last two matches oh with that said, uh, with that said, I'm so good night, everybody. Everyone... Good night, everybody. So, We've done it. So yeah, I'll be interested. I'll be interesting to hear what you all uh, have to say on the show. Which starting off now, anyone watch the pre-show? Because I didn't, sadly. Of course, I I watched the buy-in. How how all could right. you not watch the pre-show with? everything that was on there there was so many good matches on the pre-show and it was actually a pre-show with matches and not a pre-show which was a preamble yeah it's like they they definitely filled the pre-show with a lot of matches to get people warmed up for the main show so let's get right into it um with uh the first match here on the on the card being that of uh a tag bout between uh the new new japan uh, boys, uh, you know, team of chaos, uh, with uh, Hiroki Goto and uh, Yoshi Hatsu or Hashi, sorry, um, going up against uh, the factory of uh, QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. What do you th- guys thought on this uh, little opening tag? It was right, it did what it needed to do, yeah, it did what it needed thought... to do. The crowd were happy, started yeah. everyone off. I this, was, this, this, I think this was going to be a match which had the the least interest because we haven't seen anything from the factory 
unless you're watching Dark or Elevation. Mm. And Bishamon, I haven't... Like, you've got to remember, this is a pay-per-view which is going to be very middling for a lot of people. You're going to have mm. a lot of casual viewers to this, which are really into AEW, but I have no idea about any of the Eastern wrestling or the Eastern wrestlers. Based so... On, from, from what I heard from um, many people's kind of like, uh, you know, reaction off from the crowd and stuff like that, the crowd was well versed that's with, because uh, this is an indie show for tv remember you 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 attract you attract you attract a different audience than wwe which is why this wouldn't work in wwe because they have a different audience than what attends aew mm-hmm. the knowledge level is far super far superior and we don't mean that and i don't mean that in a mocking way it, it just generally is they're a much more smarter audience would you think that obviously having this kind of audience would help a viewer who is watching this pay-per-view they know about aew but then they don't how, know how too is much of- how, how is an, somebody in attendance who knows new japan going to help somebody like me watching at home who doesn't know new well japan? if they react with a cheer or a boo well, or, or so you're, else, saying, I would... you're saying you're saying that my reactions to a given product are based on somebody else's reactions is that what you're implying here mr john Look! Look! Uh, my look, reactions are. He, he's just he's, he's, he's just pissed that there wasn't any piped-in noise like he's used to. <laughs> are you saying about that about me being pissed? Yes, off, yes, that's what we're. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's oh, incredibly implying that about you. But but you actually give raise a good point, and that was one of the one of the best decisions they had on this pay per view was Kevin Kelly, Kevin yes. Kelly on the commentary who could give that us the my... history of why it was. That was my first reaction, I believe, was, oh shit, Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly, was who, could give, us, who fact, could give us the skinny on all the stories and why it's important. In fact, I'm going to give props to the entire commentary desk of Taz, um, Excalibur, uh, Excalibur yeah. and Kevin Kelly, because their commentary throughout the entire night was fantastic. And in fact, I think it dropped off a beat when uh, Shivoni and Jim Ross actually went on that commentary booth. I actually it think broke up. It answer. broke up the rhythm. It broke up the rhythm of it all. It felt. It felt like uh, the three voices immediately had less airtime because of that fourth announcer voice. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. It's it's interest. It's interesting to note though that going forward, and um, I think we might well see Kevin Kelly make a some uh, other appearances down the line because it, I, it was so. I, it was I think so it was obvious. I think I think it was uh, just specifically because New Japan more than anything oh, else. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah he, but, he'll have some contract with New Japan for oh, the yeah. English commentary. Uh, but, we'll, but we will, but we will see him again. I think whenever it was there's the a one-off. Same as why there was Caprice Coleman for the Ring of Honor tag mm. uh, one as well. Mm. Although that one didn't feel as affected, you know. Although I think Caprice was a little lost in the shuffle of voices there. Yeah. More than was, the other three. He was fourth banana there, unfortunately. Yeah. But nevertheless, um, back back to the actual uh, match between Chaos and uh, the Factory. Just simple. simple. It, it was a match. match. It Ka- worked all right. Chaos got thrown a bone because Chaos normally get their, just, their asses handed to them and everything. Well, they're always there's always they're always uh, fighting against the Bullet Club back in the uh, yeah, New they're all, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're always taking the L basically, yeah. and so. so it's like the team that always takes the L versus the Factory. 
in a world where two teams of jobbers fight <laughs> each other, <laughs> one eventually gets a win. Yeah, no, no I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody had had the team with Cutie Marshall on winning this at all. I mean, yeah, I think... like, but yeah, it was fun. It was there was a, uh, there was some uh, there was some creative stuff in there. Uh, the crowd got the crowd into things, got things up underway. All right. Well, let's uh, swiftly move on to the next uh, pre-show match with uh, Nick uh, Komoroto uh, versus Lance Archer. Here, it was actually more. This was actually more fun. This was actually more fun than I was giving it credit for because it actually felt like. Uh, I mean, it was obvious who was going to win because you've got Lance Archer versus, as we've just said, someone from the factory. Um, even though Lance Archer just seems to be just a heavyweight jobber at the moment, he just doesn't seem to make any impact in any big title belts. Title belts he just, in, so. he just needs that decent kind of like push to get him started he, again. He, well, he doesn't have a spot. You, he doesn't have a spot. He he had he had a heavyweight title match. He lost it. He then um, won the New Japan US title. Had it for one week on Dynamite and didn't have it the next. Like, oh, he's lost. He, 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 so, used, he used he used the same car that Jericho used that time. So I, who knows where it is? I like the idea of Lance Archer. I do, and his promo stuff when he was coming in was fantastic. But he's just floating. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no else. direction for him. There's no. I feel like he's going to be one of these guys who's when when his contract runs out, it's just going to expire. Quite possibly. Because um, we've lost another Adam... one. Of, we've lost another one of the Dark Order today. So who? Alan Angels' his contract is gone. He's now oh. on a. He's now on a pay, uh, per appearance uh, thing. So oh well, I'm just wondering how long that'll last then for him. Um, uh, enough, but it was. It was. Stuff. It was good, but again. I, it was it was okay. It was it was a good match between two big guys, essentially. Just, just simple filler to yeah. get through it. Fair dues. Uh, the, well, the, these first two matches were literally there while the arena was filling up. Fair dues. It was it was matches to have, but you're not going to miss someone who you're really invested in no, seeing. You're, you're just not, unfortunately. Ah, well, uh, the next match definitely has uh, some uh, notable names for. Uh, for the right timing where we probably had to filled up to most of its capacity. Uh, Suzuki gun, uh, with the, the team of, uh, El Desperado and, uh, uh Yoshinobu, uh, Kanemura or Muru, uh, versus, uh, Swerve, Swerve Strickland and, you know, the limitless Keith Lee. Who hey, I love say the team uh, name. Say the team name. I said, uh, What's the, what's the team name now? Swerve in our oh, glory. glory. Ah, I thought it would be like limitless. Stretching swerve. But, uh, for things. No, <laughs> Swerve in our glory was also their name on the indies as well. Oh, fair dues. Still so, yeah. stretching. This was good. This was good. Good pace. Very good match. I'm yeah. sure Keith Lee was being his power self during this match when he was in hot i guess just oh, throwing bodies keith keith lee was keith lee was great in this um what well, we 
uh, we'd had the backstory set up by by commentary in a very quick sort of video package that there'd, there'd been some miscommunication and ooh, um stuff may happen but they also again set up on commentary really early on that you know watch out for suzuki gun their whole thing is they will pick on a body part and they will tear it apart that's 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 their thing that the, 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 they're not gonna do anything else they're gonna pick on something and that's it and then of course that's what they did and keith lee you know got the uh the knee in well, well, the, the the knee tweak um and then they went straight after that and there was a, a an awful lot of work went on with that and it made sense because it's the old I mean, it's the old big show thing we we used to see back in the day where it's just like well you take out the knee of the big guy and the big guy can't stand up at all in any way shape okay or so that so that old chestnut of a that, story that or a match. but it was done really nicely um there was some there was some uh there was some miscommunication between swerve swerve showed some really good athleticism i thought as well uh at points uh, there was an extremely funny moment where <laughs> um, oh, for God's sake. Uh, Lee got uh, taken out to the outside. He was going to come back in and then he got the old rope up into the testicles and he let out such a squeak. <laughs> he, he's yeah. like, <laughs> And then, and then rolled out again, and for the, for the next like like minute and a half, he was on the outside, just like holding his testicles, and and the crowd was were getting on it. When he was just like, it really hurts. <laughs> and uh, even that... when he came back in for the next ninety seconds after that, he was still holding his testicles and selling them. Even when he was taking, even when he was taking uh, a whole bunch of uh, offense there. Oh, but... that that's proper like entertainment value then for you know uh for a wrestling match you know it's good good on swerve you know he's getting that kind of like entertainment value and whatnot yeah swerve, so. yeah swerve and swerve and lee doing doing good what do you think of that one pete it's okay i think i had to step away from that match i didn't really see most of it i'll be honest with you oh, fair dues well yeah. with that then uh we'll go to the last pre-show match uh or the buy-in match uh with uh Max Caster and the Gun Club of uh, Austin Gun and Billy and uh, Coton Gun uh, with Anthony Bowens um, going up against uh, Alex. Call it. I, I, what? Why can't you just say it? it's I really can't... simple? It's Billy Ass and the Ass Boys <laughs> with Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. <clears throat> Great, because obviously I'm quite the illiterate person here. Um, they were going up against uh, Alex. Kotlin? Is that how you pronounce it? No idea. I haven't got this stuff yet. Kevin Knight and uh, uh, DKC. Yeah. Oh, this um, was this was the um, the LA Dojo, wasn't it? Yes. This is the New Japan LA Dojo. Which is, uh, yeah. Which is now, like I believe, American Young Boys, basically, isn't it? I believe, uh, what was it? Two of each side was actually taken out of the match, so it ended up being a six-man tag rather than uh, an eight-man uh, tag. <laughs> It, it was it was it was a bit confused. It ended up being it ended up being a handicap four on two. Dan Housen basically appeared and uh, they aired the theme for Billy Ass and the Ass Boys that he had made. Mm. Uh, like 
about uh, several months ago. Several months ago, then, but it's was, it was not actually like officially been played on AEW or anything yeah, like that. So I have a so, present for you. Austin and Colton ran out and uh, like dumb fucks they ran out. <laughs> And then uh, it's fine because apparently it's prob- Max Caster prob- and his dead dad didn't need them at all. Yeah, I mean, it's probably feeding into this whole storyline more that Billy Gunn and uh, likes Caster more than his own sons uh, that they're trying to build at the moment. So, well, the, the, as as has been as has been previously established, Billy really likes the whole. Which totally plays plays on his uh, kind of like legacy, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. We never got any got any follow up on this this either. They just ran off, they never came back. Um LA Dojo, like I say, they're they're young they're young boys but from uh but from American signing young boys basically as a group. And they were there to, as normal young boys are in New Japan, there to take bumps, learn stuff, lay on your back and get pinned. Uh, and uh, Max Caster got to look like a star. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty uh, hot on the rap as well, as we come to expect from him. But uh, yeah, not much to say other than. Um, other than Billy Gunn is really, really tall in comparison to absolutely everyone else in the match. Oh, he, he is quite a tall man. He's a tall, I've, I've tall heard, man. I've, I've heard the stories of how tall he is. Uh, but um, yeah, that was uh, the shortest matches of the night. So it's, I can t- uh, understand how you could have like thought that was like, you know, it is what it is. And it was just like, uh, you know, a, you know, a, you know, it, it was probably the closest to a squash match uh, time time period uh, um, yeah. anywhere on this card, I would think. You know, with how short it was. So, yeah. So, let's just move right into the main card uh, with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara uh, and Minoru Suzuki uh, versus Shota Umino uh, Wheeler Utah and Eddie Kingston in a six-man tag. Uh, and a, and again, we had a really good setup in terms of oh, why should we care about Shoto Umino? Oh, mm-hmm. name is he's Red Shoes' son. Who? Red Shoes, the famous uh, New Japan ref who always wears the red shoes. He's his son. And who? Who? No shoe. <laughs> And it was like, oh my god! And they they actually and they cut back. They had New Japan footage of when Jericho was there and how yes. he how he how he beat the shit out of him in front in front of his father and put him in the and put him in the well. I think it was yeah, that, that, that was the only only uh, only way I knew he had some investment in this match was uh, Retribution and Jericho. Yeah. which to be fair, it is technically half the locker room at this point. Um, has some sort of vendetta on Jericho, so yeah, I'll tell you what. I think Jericho is having a time of his life at the minute. He's he's, he's having working fun. with a lot of young talent that he wants to work with. He's working with a lot of the lot of senior talent. I think, I think he said that in an interview recently. Is yeah. the fact that he's he's having more matches with young talent, and that's exactly where he wants to be. 
Yeah. And I, he looks I, like I will, he's I will say, I will say after the fact, because I watched uh, Guevara's blog, <laughs> vlog this week, uh, Ty Conti is such a Suki fangirl. <laughs> she loved working that match. <laughs> did, uh, she, did, did she get hit again uh, in this? No. I can't, I can't remember. No, no, no. no, no she she stayed that, pretty much out of it, actually. That, thank goodness, because the last super kick that she took, oh boy. Well, we, as, as, as I said in the last view, it was buried in her face. Yes. <laughs> Aye. So. There uh, was. Um, glad yeah, she didn't that. take it a massive bump at this time. It was. It was a good match. Really good to open with. I wasn't yeah, expecting this match to open, I'll be honest. If, yeah, everyone... having, having having the crowd sing Judas makes sense, really, to eat everybody up. So, Oh, yeah. as as does uh, Kazanina Ray, obviously. Yeah, except, once again, the announcers were once again talking over it, and uh, so you could tell Suzuki had to heat up the crowd ready for the big jumping, because they weren't very tall. Uh, the crowd didn't do much of the singing, because I've heard, apparently, they do a lot of singing throughout all of it, and uh, it only seems like they the crowd piped in for like the one yeah, point for line the, for, the, for, the, for the key for the key moment. It was bloody yeah. loud though when they did. Um, oh yeah. But but it was great to see everyone had a little moment. Um, everyone had their fights and a little storyline. We had um, the, the the three the three storylines throughout, if you like, which is that uh, Utah's going to attack everybody because he's <laughs> he's Utah. Um, We've got Eddie Kingston just wanting punishment from the world. Uh, the the chop fiesta with Suzuki and Kingston was amazing. It was it was great. I, lo- I love Suzuki no selling the machine gun chop. Yeah, no, yeah, they're Kingston. just like yeah. <laughs> Eddie Kingston looking like looking like at his hand like what? It's like <laughs> it would it won't be the last it won't be the last time on the show where there was a lot uh, a little bit of no selling. Uh, happening now we'll get into no, that but i was i was more entertained that the minute the uh suzuki tagged jericho back in he, uh, kingston had to try the machine gun chops just to make sure they worked yeah and then, then of course they immediately worked and jericho was like oh my god i want to get out of here um it like, like it was it was so good there was a lot of respect um K- kingston got his respect moments as well because um the back fist of the future not Knocked uh, oh, down. I cringed a little bit when they said it's that. It's always been known as Backfist of the Future. I have never heard it before that point, and I hate the name of it. It's so bad. It's always, it's always been right back to Shikara Days and Beyond. It's always been Backfist of the Future. Um, but the, but that <laughs> that took that took him down and knocked him down for ages. So it's like it's little things like that, you know, that are, that are. You know, show the respect. I, I will say, I will say one thing about this match. That f- I cringed heavily when Suzuki hit that pile driver on Kingston. That Gotch style pile. Oh, yeah. Because the camera, the camera angle on it looked fucking horrible. It made it made it look like he landed straight yes. on his head. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah, because it, it like that could be very dangerous if done wrong. But of course, these are professionals, obviously. Yeah, you know, so they should have had you know some sort of kind of like uh, protection. It's just obviously it doesn't help when you know the angle makes it look bad. Mm. Uh, and not not look bad as in like it was done wrong uh, that it didn't look realistic. No, it made it look too realistic and it make it uh, make it worrisome for the, uh, the, the camera, audience. The cameras were a bit odd. This uh, on this show, I thought half the time. The camera angles were really, really good, and on stuff like that, which were moves. 
Um, but when that move was a kick <laughs> yeah. in, in this pay-per-view, how many times did we see a kick just like fresh air? Uh, quite a lot, especially towards the about end of the About a evening. dozen, I think. I mean, that's not counting the, the many, many kicks between Osprey and Orange Cassidy. Um, there, there was so much fresh air in between half a dozen of the, these matches uh, on kicks. It was really bad. But but stuff like that, like like when we saw the, the pile driver, part of it was the, the camera angle, and it just made it look really sick. Um. And you were you were you were concerned, but I love I love the fact that everyone got their little moment to shine. Um, as soon as we we got told about the backstory, I think we kind of knew that Jericho was winning and who he was going to pin. Um, yeah, but... there, there was a little little thing later on in the night where uh, it's obviously building up for Jericho to go over to New Japan, I think, and have a feud with uh, Umino. As yeah, well. there'll, there'll be there'll be something. Or he'll appear again. I was like, it's, it's clearly he because he's one of the stars of the future for the company, yeah. and Jericho will want to do that. No problem, I think. Um, but also, it's the whole he's the wizard. Fuck that name. <laughs> it's too simple for him, really. It's, it's not about the fact that it's too simple. It's the fact that the the fireball thing is I, shit. I love it. I, I love it. I low-key love it because it plays into the whole oh, we're, sport, we're like totally sports entertainment. Look, my nickname's The Wizard. Yes, yes, yes I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's so designed to push push the real old fans buttons and I love it. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, def- this is definitely a match I would want to re-watch. Speaking of matches to re-watch, the next one was pretty good as well. Yeah, the uh, uh, what was it? The new uh, what was it for? It was for the uh, it was the winner winner take all three way right. tag team match for the Ring yeah. of Honor World Tag Team Championships and the IWGP Tag Championships. Yes, yep. uh, between uh, FTR, uh, United Empire, and uh, Rapongi Vice, uh, who were definitely the... who were definitely not there to make up the numbers. Rapongi well, Vice, Rapongi. where they were they were the freaking glue. In this one, that's um, good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because nor- normally three, like, I mean, not until not since um, you know the uh, Attitude Era of like Hardys, Dudleys, and the uh, Edge and Christian, Christian have you had like a like a, a formidable kind of like triple threat uh, or three way dance kind of like uh, like collusion uh, of uh, you know uh, like. Um, yeah, no, oh, yeah, and no, energy no, and whatnot, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's good that this went all right. Just, hmm, it just wants you to think because how things planned out, don't know if it's a, if we're being worked or shot, shot upon. Um, it's uh, not actually it, clear. <laughs> yeah, it's hard which to is, say. Which is concerning. Because but... what we're talking about is, is that, um, uh, not long into the match, uh, was it, it was uh, apparently uh, a legitimate injury. It was apparently le- legitimate. Oh, he, right. he, he, even in the media scrum uh, afterwards, uh, Harvard had his shoulder taped and iced. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I right, so Dax Harvard uh, took a bad bump uh, after uh, I think what was it Empire? Uh, one of the Empire boys. Uh, 
did something on him. I, I, I didn't even see it. I, I, I kind of blinked and then saw he was holding his shoulder. So. Basically, he took a boot. Uh, he took uh, one move uh, uh, in the match and he landed back and then he just like grabbed his arm and just like uh, ah. So he got sent to the. He went to the back with uh, medical personnel, I believe, uh, leading them back uh, backstage. And then you know, Cash Wheeler just like doing all majority of the work. Uh, for FTR with uh, the other two teams, pretty much going back and forth between the two, uh, with uh, at least uh, you know uh, the other two teams eventually just going at each other and whatnot. Yeah, and Dax, good on them, man, to come back and finish the match. Yeah, you know, I mean, really, in all honesty, they could, you know, could have just stopped, like, changed the finish on the fly and give. Uh, Either United Empire Bongi Vice uh, the win uh, yeah, to make it, but by God, FTR like yeah, they are proper, they're on their way. Boys. They're 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 properly on their way to being one of the tag teams that we speak about within the industry, the history of the industry going forward. Oh, I think that's been ongoing for a good while. But now this this like, is as much cements it as anything. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't watched it, I would suggest watching the media scrum uh, with the interview that Dax and uh, Cash do. It's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Dax pretty much takes the floor for most of it, but uh, what Dax says is pretty interesting. To listen to. Mm. Um, yeah, but this is this yeah. was our first, our first, uh, our first cameo from other organizations that aren't AEW or New Japan. Uh, being the being ring, the first well one of two Ring of Honor, free uh, Ring of Honor mentions actually, um, in this pay per view because obviously uh, uh, Utah came out wearing the uh, Pure Championship, mm. uh, and there was another one later, uh, along with a very sneaky uh, yet another uh, wrestling organization was was snuck in, uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, f- really fun match. Um, everyone held up their end of the bargain. It it changed the psychology of the match, not having Dax there. It worked worked well uh, to yeah. take that shoot to take that shoot and work it into the match afterward. Uh, you know, during yeah. it having having um, having him having to make the decision to you know tag Rapongi Vice to get to get himself out of it was mm. you know it, it really did it really did change things around all right uh, but yeah uh, you have ftr uh taking home both the rh tag titles and the uh, iwgp tag titles so yep. whether or not they'll uh because of that injury that dax uh, uh took i imagine there'll be uh, a little bit of a break Probably yeah. won't see FTR until the Ring of Honor pay per view. Yeah, I was going to say because they've got like with with those <sighs> title belts, they're not on every like week or every month no. or anything. Well, just... Like they do have some time to. I think I think I think I think we'll next see FTR uh, in the build up to to Death and Dishonor, or Death or Death, death, death before, before Dishonor. dishonor. Yeah. Death before yeah. Dishonor, and then some team from New Japan will show up at the end of the match to. Go for the next uh, live event that they have for New Japan. Fair news. Uh, moving on. Um, 
talking uh, to another championship match. There was a lot of championship matches uh, on this card. Uh, Best match of the fucking night. Come on, let's yeah, go. The the newly uh, uh, minted uh, all uh, AEW All Atlantic Championship was defended in a four way match. Four way match uh, with uh, Miro, Clark Connors, Malachi Black, and the Bastard Pack. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Best match um, of the night. Yeah. What, Best what fucking match of the night. What were some of your highlights from it, Pete? Well, I like the fact that this Clark Connors guy, who I've never heard of before, uh, A, got thrown around like a fucking ragdoll, uh, and still came back and was performed some fucking really quality shit to see. Mira was just a monster throughout. I heard, yeah, it was like... Uh, the he, entire he was take, thing. Yeah, he pretty much had most of the control of the match yep. there. And um, just more pack and Malachi stuff, you know, standard stuff from them, and but just in a four way, just it's just quality to watch. It it felt like it didn't slow down at all for the entire duration of this match. Uh, my favorite bit was get out of the way. I hate him more. <laughs> when, when was, yeah, when everyone was literally fighting to just stamp on pack. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, and but see, I, I thought Mira, sympathy as you as you pointed I, out, Pete. I honestly thought Miro was going to win this because obviously it's his first big match back because yeah, he's been but, out for a while. But he already he already was like a former TNT uh, champion beforehand, so for him to have the old Atlantic uh, title, you know, after that uh, after his already. You know, Look, decent. Well, I, was, I wouldn't say decent run with the TNT. I I expect any or like I can't speak much for Connors because I haven't seen him outside of anything this match. But I expect if it was to be on Pack Mirror or Malachi, any of the three of those will be able to put on bonkers matches with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm used to having. If you have Mirror have it, you know Mirror is going to go on with a tear with it, and it's going to build prestige for actually having that belt to yep. begin with. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have it on Pack. We're probably going to get more of an elongation of... Uh, if it's on Pack or Malachi, they'll probably have more of an elongation of like uh, their feud just continuing, as it has done for too fucking long already anyway. And then one of them is going to cost... One of them is going to cost cost the other the belt eventually anyway. But at least, you know, with Miro, he's just like not involved with that and can just like just be a dominant champion for a while and give that belt prestige, which is what it needs to begin with. It needs to have... Uh, someone that holds it for a long time. Well, it's it's just newly uh, minted, so you know we'll we'll ve- eventually see see someone, whether it be uh, the winner who was Pack in this match, um, who slide slid in there to get that win, um, whether it be him or another uh, person down the line. Who knows? It's it's early days, you know. Early Might days. See, uh, it was just a very good match all yeah. throughout. If I was going to watch anything again, I'd watch that match. It was more, more over the than the Jericho. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Why, why? I um uh, I, I like this one. Like I say, um, Con- like Connor's having the crap being out of him, and then getting sympathy, and the, the crowd were all over it when he got the got Miro through the table. The crowd went bonkers when he got him with that. The crowd are ready at that point to, to cheer for the guy. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I think putting it on pack makes sense. It's um, it sort of harks back to the first European champion being Bulldog. Um, that you have that you have the Brit on there. It also, I mean, you could put pack, you could put any belt on pack, uh, and you know you're in safe hands. Uh, you know it's going to be. I, think, I, I think, I think from pack and Malachi, I would much rather see them in heavyweight contendership. Mm. And I, th- I think <clears throat> I, I know that they're trying to build Miro to be a decent heavyweight contender, but I feel that Miro is best holding up the mid card at the moment. Miro, be- because... Miro being the, the real. I, I don't, I don't know. To it, it just that, that. I mean, that's that's just like I feel like it. It's more. It feels more from a mid-card perspective, that Miro being a monster with a mid-card title, uh, holding it for a while, and then someone gets in there, make, sounds better from a mid-card perspective than it does from a heavyweight perspective. I because, from a, because from a heavyweight perspective, everybody wants to get their hands on the belt. You, you know? Because it's, it's exe- mm. effectively his, uh, the same kind of like uh, time as his... You know his time in WWE, where he was like that mid-card monster heel well, for a good part of his run there. But thankfully, well, of we course, don't have John Cena in AEW, so that won't put <laughs> that won't be put a stop to. What the way I the way I think about Miro in regard to the mid-card, all right, in that there's it, it's like yet yeah, there's heroes and there and there's villains, there's faces and there's heels. But Miro, to give it a video game connotation, which I'm sure he would have liked, he's the equivalent of Akuma. Yeah, he's more outside the box for he's everybody. He's outside yeah. the box, but he's the villain that will, he's the bad guy that will turn up and suddenly he's a threat to anybody that's there. He's the wild card of them. That, that, o- that only works if he's put in a position to do so. Then they probably like, should do that. Like. Until he until he turns up and decides to fight Mox for the belt, like this is what I don't understand about the whole Miro character right now. He's very much I'm a threat to everybody. I'm the redeemer. God's put me here on this path, but he's always in the mid card. If he's there, if he's out to redeem people, if he's there to take the belts and redeem the belt, why doesn't he just start at the top? Just fucking just push his way through. Like the he whole reason he doesn't need a build. The whole, the whole reason this feels very much like attitude level WWE at the moment and why everybody's interested is because exactly like I've said on previous podcasts, everybody who wants a shot at the belt is saying, I want a shot at that fucking belt. It reminds you very much of, of 2000, uh, 2000, 2001 when Kurt got the heavyweight belt on his first run and Rock, Taker, Austin, everybody was... Well, not Austin, because Austin wasn't there at the time, but Triple H, uh, Taker. Kane, Taker, Ricky, everybody just went, I want the fucking belt, you know? And that's what led into probably the best match of it being the Armageddon Hell in a Cell yeah. match where everybody just went for it. That was the ho- that was the peak of the Attitude Era is when everybody who could and had a legitimate shot of the belt went for it. And you've got so many guys that you guys have mentioned that could be a legitimate shot at the belt and we don't see it. And the, the, and the benefit of Miro 
as his as the redeemer character. He doesn't need a build. He just can just go for it because Why it's acceptable. Because it's acceptable to the audience that he just. It's a bit like a bit like old WCW characters used to do. Where he just suddenly goes, I don't like this guy anymore. I'm just going to fucking jump him. Or I'm just going to go for this or go for this. And there's no oh. rhyme nor reason other than I want to destroy this. Exactly. But we're at a problem, again, where AEW has too large a roster. And yes, with the contracts dying off now after three, after year three, there are some contracts that are just expiring. It's going to get to a point where they're going to have a nice flux and hell maybe with all these fucking cursed injuries going on people like Miro might find themselves in heavyweight contention but he needs to put himself in that fucking spot and we can't just wait I, we can't I just entirely wait. agree with you that he needs to that if if anything's gonna happen now now's the time for Miro just to completely you know, go after Mox oh just well, Miro. not just fucking Miro just uh, again and this is the problem with um I try to compare it to WWE as well because WWE have their fucking 12 calendar month pay-per-views and we only have four plus the extra one. I mean, thankfully because they've got their, their, their bonds are dynamite sessions. We might see a big blow off to a few there, but just start fucking throwing people like exactly like they just did for the IWGP title and page hangman and, um, Okada turned around and went, I want my shot at White. Why are people not doing that with Moxley? It's an interim shot, and the biggest thing that they should be going for is just that, like, it might be the interim title, but I want a fucking shot against Punk. Also, I mean, you go back to Miro. Of all the of all the, the characters in AEW, the one you figure that wouldn't give a shit about the Blackpool Combat Club... And the fact that the Backpool Combat Club is is around, Marks Miro. Well, yes, I agree. My 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 biggest concern is that we end up being having like Miro gets into some sort of faction in order to try and uh, stave off the Combat Club, and that's the last thing we need because they and do not the want another leader idea. of the Pinnacle. <laughs> Not even the pinnacle, <laughs> just the fucking nation. Uh, like the new fucking League of Nations. League of, oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, hopefully better and well well organized. Than Miro that. steals William Regal from Blackpool Combat oh, Club. Fucking hell. Now, now, now there's a sports entertainment fucking storyline. <laughs> William, hey. I never liked Blackpool anyway. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on uh, to the, the next match here uh, with uh, a crazy, crazy uh, six-man tag uh, with uh, the Young Bucks. And, I am uh, going to just step in and say that I am more happy for uh, an injury to not make this an eight-man tag. I understand that there's so many people that they want to stick on the card, but... There are either so many tag matches, but it, it felt like looking in on this card that there were so many things that were just going to be four people on either side or four man matches. It, it made it a bit different, and it yeah. made it. And it, I think I think the actual flow of the match really benefited from it as well. Actually, not being as many people. Yeah, but yes. But all right. So obviously we had the ten, uh, instead of the eight man uh, advertised man. Um, match we got uh, the six man with uh, like i said young bucks and el fantasmo uh 
Um, going up against Darby Allen, Shingo Takagi, and the Flying Squirrel. I mean, Sting. He's like, God damn it, Sting! For the fuck, fuck's sake, you're you are a uh, you are a grounded animal. Uh, animal He's sixty-three years old. Why? Why are you doing this? It's because crazy. he wants to. Because he wants to. Just why are these days? I, why I is he jumping off that ledge? Because he wants to. Because he wants to. We kept. We kept. We kept screaming at Bloodman Big E for all the dives that he was doing all the time. In a second, look where that. Yeah, well, but there, a, there, there is a, a big difference between somebody leaping through a rope on a on a dangerous thing to hit one person at a, a barrier to jumping on three people who can actually cushion the the fall it a was, bit more. Yeah, okay. from a higher from a higher elevation as well. I uh, I can't you know, wait. Gravity, man. I can't wait until we get Broken Matt back so he can. He can go on a crusade against that dangerous spot monkey sting. Yes, <laughs> yes, bring, bring that in. Yes, That's, it's definitely, definitely, definitely something. Um, right. Sting just, but we, well, we, so it was, so it was, so it was for like for one night only. The Bucks back in Bullet Club. Um, the the person on the sidelines was Haku's son, and oh my god, imagine. Imagine the shadow you have to live in when you're Haku's son. I mean, Haku is a big person. Let's be fair. I mean, not just in even before, even before Eddie, Eddie else. Who's your son? Who's who's your father? Oh, my dad's Haku. Oh my god. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but we had them. Um, Versus uh, the dude's attitude in a flashback to old school sting. The like, old uh... to nineteen nineties. Um, wasn't wasn't Bash at the Beach? It was um... uh, War Games. No, what's what's the American one? Uh, the Great American uh, Bash. Yes. Um, it, it was a, so nineteen ninety Great American Bash, where it was the dude's attitude. It was like a. Like a half dozen people, including Lex Luger and El Gigante, for some bloody reason, who was in it. Um, Art Perry. And it was them and the Steiners and everything against the Four Horsemen. I don't understand why it was like seven or six or seven people versus the Four Horsemen, but there we go. It's WCW, even in the 90s, it was still Turner and crazy. Um, mm -hmm. It was. Uh, there was lots of. Uh, there was lots of things to to enjoy this match it was just fun it was fun it was stupid at times but in a way that was acceptable el phantasmo i thought was great actually i hated him fucking <laughs> he just irritated me just for existing uh he he's definitely uh he was definitely somebody that gets heat in a very specific way and then gets uh get always gets his come up he has to be one of those wrestlers that always gets their comeuppance I was gonna say his man uh, his mannerisms in the match. He was, reminds uh, me the facials. Yeah, were brilliant. Uh, who was the other group that was in the Hardy family, other than the Butcher and the Blade and Private Party? The a pri uh, oh, uh, the the fucking neon coloured guys. Oh, um, uh, the one who had to get and... the one yeah the one who had to get and his head shaved Jack, before he left. What's his name? Yeah, he uh, Phantasma reminded me of like more of the 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 fucking near spot monkey from from that team, 
and that's why it annoyed me so like he was just doing all the really cocky shit before um yeah. before he got hit or something who, who'd, just... have, who'd have thought we'd get a humongous crowd pop pop sorry for sting <laughs> twisting somebody's nipple yeah, oh, that oh, reminds yeah. me. There, there was and that well entire, deserved by that point. There, there, there was that entire point of um, where Sting dealt with throughout the Young Bucks and left Phantasmo in the ring, and then completely forgot he was meant to do the nipple twisted thing with Phantasmo. I, 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 until, I liked... until until Matt Jackson just pointed at him and said, "You need to do this." Yeah, I like I like the fact that he just wanted to bash just you know, bash up the, <laughs> the Jacksons a bit more. And yeah, uh, the, the 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 freeze frame, and then they'll then they'll fantastic like, think he had got away with it because then just going back to what he was doing. Uh, it it's still uh, there was of of all the things things in the match, Darby Allen was was kind of very background. I thought. Well, yeah, he was more tame in this uh, than he has been in previous uh, matches beforehand, and it's like he he was as tamest uh, thus far. You know, it's like normally you'd be like doing a lot more crazier stuff, but no, he was uh, held back a little bit. Yeah, you know? let uh, yeah. the young bucks and Sting uh, do a lot more. Do do their do their stuff. Um, yeah. It, the uh, what was the New Japan wrestler on Sting's side's name? I I, I keep forgetting that one. Uh, Shingo Tatagi. Yeah. So he and Sting that little moment were just like. Uh, little back and forth of oh can you do this and sting doing you know a fucking <laughs> oh just sting copying all the moves and it's like yeah i can do that i can do that i can do that it's like wow you're really good it's like but well, no i'm sting <laughs> just get on with it uh, this was the match by the way that had your third uh, ring of honor reference um in with the young bucks coming out with their denim jackets on with patches of all the various promotions that they represented mm. including japan mm. and this is where the other sneaky promotion reference came in because they both had pro wrestling gorilla patches on as well so pwg got shout out at, the, at this thing as well well Again, well, if you're going to do it to a specific crowd, then it's going to be the crowd that's going to understand yeah. it. Isn't and it? and they loved PWG, the, the, the Bucks. So, um, but it was just like, yeah, it was just like all the things, uh, all the things of had little cameo appearances. Um, but this was a, this was a, this was a fine match. You, you, yeah, we, we've established you don't fuck with Sting. Yeah, it was very entertaining, and uh, but <coughs> man, 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 it was like Sting was on like. Someone, someone was activating the cheat codes for Sting this, uh, tonight, like because uh, <laughs> doing so many things. That 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 no sell off like the the super kick party from the young. Bucks. Oh yeah, the the just going back. Like <laughs> so was, he was he was definitely imitating his own take on the Undertaker there. Yeah, I feel. The, the eyes did roll yeah, back so. a bit, but it was just yeah. the, rock, the rock back into. And I remember I remember because I was watching it, I. My immediate reaction was, "Oh shit!" Because, <laughs> because terrible yeah. things are about to happen. And then I think we didn't we get it was at that point we got the the double scorpion uh, death drop yep. spot, uh, as well, yes. which was yep. re- yeah. and that was really nice actually. That was really nice. It's, really, it's actually very difficult to do that, but uh, oh, luckily yeah. obviously the bucks being sort of similar heights and things really helped matters. Aye, but uh, yeah, I mean, granted it had its you know 
very spots to it and whatnot. Yeah, it was entertaining. You know, it was fun. It's like uh, really fun. But uh, what kind of like dropped things down a bit was the next match here. Uh, being that I Thunder had no, I had no interest. I'm not sure if it's because I'm not interested in Thunder Rosa as a person or uh, as champion. As champion, like if everything I've heard and seen uh, that's come out recently of uh, no selling somebody in the ring. Um, you know, just making their life just generally difficult is just put another fucking damper on things. But I'm just not, I just wasn't interested. Yeah. All right. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm uh, for the AEW Women's Championship. I think, I mean, it was, I a, think it, it was a face versus face match. It, it ha- yeah, didn't help matters. I, I think it's really bad. I mean, we, we, we've all said previously about how the women's division is not fantastic in AEW, but I'd be more interested to have seen Jade Cargill defend the belt at this pay-per-view rather than Blood and Guts mm. and have Thunder Rosa defend her belt at, at Blood and Guts. Guts. Yeah. I, I, I personally found it interesting in the world of wrestling. We had somebody called Thunder and somebody called Storm and absolutely no mention was made of this in any kind of promotional material. Um, considering Taz, considering that Taz was on commentary as well. Yeah, it was just like, like, like freaking come on. Um, um, Weber, was... Weber puns, everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a, there's a tag team awaiting for those two um, because dear god they shouldn't fight anymore. Uh, this was uh, this was bad. I'm just gonna say it, this was bad and worst worst match of the night. I'm guessing. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's if you take away everything else, like because everything else is a good match regardless. You know, in terms of levels of it, like it, it's it, even if it wasn't up against such solid competition, like I just don't think Thunder Rosa is interesting as a champion, and I think that is mostly because she hasn't had any TV time on Dynamite. That's true. Like um, the how how it kind of like comes about of her having matches and stuff like that is just not uh, built, don't, up, built up I, well. I do not understand why we went from having someone who was the women's champion for a year, over a year, yeah, with, uh... and had a lot of TV time, and Thunder Rosa gets barely any, and the stuff that she does get is interrupted. Which was Ruby Riot's point, wasn't it, On in that promo? Mm. Before the Brit yeah, came the... here, when, when, yeah. when Brit came out and she basically told her, no, you're not talking, because you, you always get to talk. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know what what is, but you're right. What's Thunder Rosa's deal? What's her aim? What's her goals? What, what's her what's her what's her mission statement? Now that she's a, a champion. Other than other is... than she cares about Dustin Rhodes, we know that. What about you? This what's is the problem. Doing? This is the whole problem with having a face champion. <clears throat> you know, at least at least with a heel champion or. In Moxley's case, a tweener champion. I want to say uh, Moxley's more tweener than face or heel because he can say, just turn up and just say, "I've got the belt. I'm here to defend it." Because especially with the Blackpool Combat Club, kind of uh, turn around and go, "If you want to fight, come and fight me." You know, at least there's that. But with a <gasps> face champ, it, and we had the same same problem with why nobody was invested in Page. They were more interested in his chase to the belt rather than him holding the belt because yeah. he's. Yeah, it's it's how like uh, how well connected the face can have to the audience and whatnot. Because back in the day, when say you know The Rock 
when he was face and whatnot, and when he chased for the belt, when he did get the get the title, everyone loved him still being the champion and whatnot because he had that kind of like um, you know the the character and whatnot down to get everyone on board and still keep being on board with him uh, throughout you know throughout mm. that uh, throughout the reign. Um, whilst with uh, these characters, yeah, you'll get the initial kind of like support and yeah, we want this character, you know, we want this wrestler to be our champion and whatnot. When they get that championship, it's like, oh, oh, they, they've lost that spark now. It was, uh, it was not so that good anymore. So, so I feel as though that's got a problem. But so, I mean, I, I'm, cause I, I had this discussion with, um, CA Black, Ian, our, our, our friend who's been doing the, uh, the uh, surveys and everything. Um, we had this discussion about what's going on now with Thunder Rosa, and when it came to putting the uh, predictions in, uh, my thing was Thunder Rosa needs to lose the belt, not this time. I don't think, didn't think she was going to lose this time, but the next pay per view or the next big event, she has to lose it because nothing's happening. But then, well, then the who goes? Who takes it from her? There's no feud either it's just the number one ranked person is put in which is fine if you don't want to have a feud but part of the fucking point of having the belt is that you have feuds with people not just whoever's the best and if they if they don't think she's doing well and want to get the belt off her do it as a multi-person match and get somebody to eat the pinfall so she loses the belt so she still seems strong yeah, I agree with that. It's like because at the moment, yeah, she's just needing that, uh, uh, you know, needing that uh, spark again. You know, you should get, you know, who should take the belt. Uh, Mrs. Spanish Goddess. Yes, I'd agree with that. I put it on Ty Conti. Put it, put it on Ty Conti because we know that Ty Conti can wrestle, uh, and we know that Ty Conti can have a, a good match with. With most people, I'm not going to say everybody, but with most she's people. Ready. She's yeah. pretty good on the mic she's as pretty, well. She's pretty good on the mic. And what better way to get people pissed off even more than... Yeah, you, you, know, you have instead of her being at ringside for Sammy, you have Sammy at ringside for her. Yeah, and they can be insufferable there, and you can do stuff. And then you can work on whoever takes it off of her. You can have Thunder Rosa trying to do it. You can have people people trying to get in the way. You can have Tony Storm having a good shot. Actually, Tony Storm versus Tycoonty would be a good match. I think. I think that would be a good match. But um, you've got the chance then to have Ruby and uh, Britt have a go uh, as well. Um, but you then have, a, but you also have a pure heel have has the belt, which gives you some options. It's just a shame that we're really in. Um, uh, we're really in uh, pay-per-view season at the moment, you know, and we've got blood and guts around the corner. Because fuck it, I'm gonna say it right now. Put all the gold in the Jericho fucking appreciation society. Just do it. Just, just have Jericho feud with Mox again. Get, uh, get him out of the belt. Put the tag belts on uh, 2.0. You know what's left of them. Put the women's belt on. Um, Ty Conti get a belt back on Sammy. He obviously can't have TNT, so you know, yeah. fuck it. 
Pull the golden. Let them be. Let them really be. Pocky golden heel. Actually, golden no. Heels. Don't give Sammy a belt. Have him be the only one who doesn't have a belt, because then that would be an interesting storyline to see how he could like do a Christian and start claiming that it's Sammy versus Jericho. Sammy versus Jericho. Yeah, I'd buy that in an instant. Sammy versus Jericho. It just goes Ooh. back to them again. Sammy and Jericho being they can't live with each other. They can't live without each other wrestling team because we they keep yep. cracking apart and going back together again um yeah that'd, that'd be good also can you imagine the bloody promos would get out of jericho with, uh, about punk and about how the he's sports entertainment the golden wizards i love it the golden wizard there you go <laughs> that that that's it book now the wizard of gold <laughs> He could come out literally in a wizard, a golden wizard's outfit, literally With a golden hat and all that. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, plus, it leads it leads into the whole feud. Literally again. looking like Roy Wood coming out. <laughs> plus, plus it leads into the whole feud of um, Santana and Ortiz saying that Jericho never let them have the belts by have, letting Two Point have the tag belts, so and then they can feud with Santana and Ortiz. Leads into that feud as well. <laughs> You know. Also, I, uh, think, just... I think 2.0 deserve a shot actually, based on what, how they've been doing. I think they've had a, I think they've had a stonking couple of couple of months. But they put, need, but they need, do, but they need no. some dark. They need some dark put, put the All Atlantic on Sammy and put the TNT on. Um, fuck, what's his name? The other guy who with 2.0. That's not 2.0. Oh, the fuck. really hard, the really hard young guy. I can't remember. There's no hot link to the Jericho Appreciation Society. Fuck. Chris is going to be really upset with us if we're not appreciating the society properly. Uh... Is it Manning? Are you not thinking of Jake Hager? No, I'm not thinking of Jake Hager. I am thinking of... (laughs) That that, that young kid, Jake Hager. I'm I'm thinking of Daniel Garcia. Oh, Danny Garcia! Of course, what the hell do we from Danny All Garcia? Right. Um, yeah, Danny Garcia is a good shout for for a uh, a belt like that. I think that just leads into the look and, and Jericho versus Mox for the belt leads into the feud with the Blackpool Combat Club as well. Everything all works because then you have then you have the tag team of and you have a triple threat tag team match of Danielson and um. Not Cesaro. What's that? Cesaro. Claudio Castanelli. Uh, Claudio. You have Claudio and Brian as a tag team. You have Santana and Ortiz as the tag team, and you have Two Point with the belts. That's there. That deals with those feud with the the Combat Club and uh, and Santana and Ortiz. Right. We, we've gone am... so into we've gone so into this. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Claudio Castanelli versus Claudio Castanelli versus Jericho puts Jericho in the big swing. Jericho comes out of it and, he's, and he and he says, "Oh, I can't defend the belt tonight because I've got like a concussion from the giant swing." And he starts saying, "Oh, no, I'm dizzy and I've not been medically cleared." <laughs> hey, Dirk, Dirk dukes around that Stop. for a good couple yeah. of weeks. Jericho could just duck everybody on that entire thing for ages. But they, they, um, they'd literally be like three members of of BCC. Like in a queue, trying to get the Jericho. <laughs> I have just thought of the best fucking triple threat match 
uh, if Jericho had the gold before Punk come back, and you have Jericho versus Danielson versus Kingston. Uh, we, we'll get on to we'll get on to Kingston and the the, the continuation of storylines from 15, 17 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shortly, yeah, just... but let's 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 get off of this one now because we've, yeah, uh, we, we've we, booked, we've been on we here fancy booked for sort of, for some time. If we want to fancy book, we should probably do some sort of GM mode between the three of us. Um, <laughs> but... That's teasing something. Oh um, dear. Anyway, let's but, get to yeah, cool. next, all right, let's get to the next match. Um, you know, before Love we get it. more derailed, uh, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy for the ID, IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Even though this was uh, heavily kind of like uh, uh, maligned, <laughs> well, just like you know, weighed upon by just the simple presence of Orange Cassidy being there to gimmick it up a bit with his uh, typical demeanor. This was still a fun match, regardless. And granted, yeah, I, I'm not always on board for the stupid bollocks and stuff like that, but I like Orange Cassidy. He is fun. And when he's in championship matches and stuff like that, it can be, in, you know, entertaining to a degree and whatnot. And when he tries, it's fun. I mean, this was the third best match on the card, in my opinion. Uh, my favourite match of the night, actually. Well, there you go. Because we didn't really... Ha- we had Orange Cassidy, but for, for periods of time we had Fire Ant. We didn't have Orange Cassidy, we had Fire Ant instead. Um, and that was really cool. The The best moment of the entire night, the piss take of the Osprey Ricochet. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, the, the Osprey... <laughs> Um, when the the the, Os- the famous Osprey ricochet sequence of it all being uh, well springboard springboard and, and, and high gymnastics as people termed um, Osprey being in position and then just slowly or cast just getting into position after having sort of someone Seen outdone it. someone outdone him on like the counters and things that moment of him just going. <laughs> mimicking the I'm... mimicking the thing yeah no it was a complete um... piss take it, it was a complete piss take of that and it worked into the psychology of the match yes because there was a because... lot of psychology in this oh lot. yeah like will will osprey was just definitely uh taking everything that uh all the piss taking that uh orange cassidy was doing and just like getting really into it and uh being able to work it into the match very well I mean, there was one spot where he like had him stretched out and whatnot, put his hand in Orange Cassidy's, uh, you know, jeans or whatever, and just pull out a middle finger to flip to off everybody. to the ring. <laughs> that was, that's great. That's that's what we want is to have the heel take, you know, obviously. And he was so it. yeah, and he was so busy with that, he got distracted and it allowed Orange Cassidy to get back in. Yeah. Throughout the throughout the entire thing, it was just like every time that he thought Osprey thought he had the upper hand and could do any kind of you know Medical piss take or 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 react to the crowd or anything, he let Orange Cassidy back in. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of close falls that the crowd really bought as well. Oh yeah, I, the, the 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 near falls uh, between uh, you know Orange Cassidy getting and, on actually. Will, Will Ospreay. Actually, now that I've said that, 
this annoyed me because there was a couple that the ref very clearly pulled out of the free on. It was like one, two. Yeah. Mm. There was a, at least one, and even the crowd called bullshit on it. Yeah, the crowd yes. called bullshit on it. Uh, but yeah, uh, when he when Os when um, Osprey when Orange hit Beach Break, oh my god, people thought he actually got it. Yeah, they they, they hooked the crowd in that one entirely. They, they hooked oh, yeah, it as well. I did for for half a second. Um, I don't think there's any any doubt that that Osprey was going to win this, but it was a lot harder than uh, than he thought it was going to mm. be, and it was extremely yeah, it, enjoyable. Yes, I. It was a really good match to watch. Yeah, definitely. I just think I just think there was a couple better than this. That was all. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's personal. Uh, I mean, there's not like there's nothing being uh, nothing wrong with being like the the uh, the bronze medal off a uh, hot night, you know, and whatnot. Like, off, like, uh, like I said, there, there was there was a there was a there was a few little nods to to other things that Osprey has done that again was this that Orange just decided to take the piss out of and got him visibly heated it just worked for me on that basis which which is the fun thing about these Orange Cassidy matches I, I like seeing the heel being pissed off at his, of Orange Cassidy and what he's doing in the match and whatnot. That that's how I loved mm. his dynamic with Pac uh, uh, back in the day it still, ast it still astounds me that Orange Cassidy can do all that that offense in that sequence with his hand entirely in his pockets including the the, the kip ups and the he, yeah. he's the only person in history to be able to do an arm drag with no arms I, I don't know there's <laughs> just something about it but uh yeah uh, this was a, this was a fun one and um led us on to the next match yeah uh which to you guys uh was probably the penultimate match uh being that of uh, uh Zack Sabre Jr um, originally supposed to go up against Daniel Bryan, but because of uh, injury that he sustained, his he had a new replacement who was also going to be a new member of uh, the Blackpool uh, Combat Club. Being that of I the returning, I think having watched quite a fair bit, I think the injury is pretty kayfabe to be honest. Okay, uh, uh, they have. Um, both Tony Khan and Claudio have said, uh, but well, Tony Khan specifically said in interviews that there was no better time than to get Claudio in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, Cla Claudio uh, Castanoga, uh, Nogli. <laughs> I can't pronounce Castanoli. Castanoli. Thank you. Uh, it's like Castanianos, but uh, with a an Nogli. Um, yes, Claudio uh, here. Uh, wow, what a surprise! It's like, I, I, I really wasn't expecting him uh, to be uh, the guy, but a lot of people online was uh, thinking that. In is, fact, that, is, that on, is that honest? You weren't expecting Claudio? I wasn't expecting him. No. I wasn't expecting Claudio either. And I think the reason why I wasn't is because I missed the, the, pro, the bit in the promo where they said that this is the next person from to join BCC. Um, I, I, caught, I caught that, but I just couldn't think. I think I if, I'd have, if I'd have thought about if i'd have heard that and thought about it i think i would have thought it would be claudio but um this this match started hot it was i mean the, the, the crowd was delighted um uh, i probably woke the the neighbors when when it, when the match started because because uh, the bell rang and claudio just ran straight over and 
European uppercut at Jack Sab- Zack Sabre Jr. Oops. as hard as he could. Fucking quality start to the match. <laughs> I know. Um, as I later described it to, to Double Cross, um, he tried to erase the man's face, but I just went, oh shit! <laughs> like, really? it's, the fact, it's, a, it's, a fact, it's the fact he went for it and then went for a neutralizer. Neutralizer, um, uh, yeah. Immediately. What a fucking start of that match. But no, oh, it's like very uh, this explosive. Was, this was also in the match where once again the uh, uh, the crowd once again chanted they don't know how to count. Well, they've never understood. They've never understood the concept of, of counting the swings. Yeah. Where, it's where not the number of seconds, is. it's the number of swings, everybody. You know. One. Two. Not <laughs> one. Two. Three. That's not how it works. But who cares anyway? Mm. Um, well, who cares? But, but I, but I, because um, me and Cat watch up, watched up, up, down, down so much. So she's actually quite familiar with old big Bloody Swiss, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but it was what was really funny was uh, I kind of had to, I had to explain because uh, you know I was I mean I was really loud when I, when I just yelled oh fuck. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that, honey. You know, it's just, come on. Um, I was, but you, you need to see this because it, it, it's it's Claudio Cesaro. You got you got a half half sli- sleepy. Cat. No, this was in the. No, no, no I, I I I was I was screwed from work. I I watched this like the next day, but right. but I but it was still early in the morning and I just yelled "Oh fuck!" at the very loud, very very loudly. So I got I at this point she was up and I was like, oh, "Hey, he's, he's made a, he's made a return. You know, come come and see this. Uh, you should you need to see this the, the way this match starts." Like, oh, okay. She sits down. She sits down in this chair and she's watching. And then ding, ding, ding. And her exact response was, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> exact same. Thing. Exact same. Oh, well. Exact same thing. It's like, it's like, who is like, who is this man? What has happened to his head? <laughs> oh dear. But I mean, this was this was great all the way through. I, I think if it had been. Danielson, I think we would have thought that Zach would have won the day. Yeah, because uh, that that's uh, how it was kind of like uh, being told after uh, the match with uh, all the kind of like socials uh, being put out is Zach Sabre definitely... Jr. talking about things like, "Oh, I was um, I was not ready for this. I was I was I was looking for they'll, a technical match. They but will you're have not the, being technical. They will that. have their match, and Danielson will put him over. Yeah, and that's but that that wasn't today, and um, old. A big Swiss is the next member of BCC, and bloody yeah, hell, man. that's a that's a. If you're Wheeler Utah, oh my god, look you at what has surrounded yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> also, this win obviously a helped, wish list. Um, Also, this win it also helped uh, the uh, Blackpool uh, Combat Club to have the advantage going into blood and guts. Uh, apparently, so no, yeah. no, that was a Jericho no, match. The, the Jericho, the Jericho, oh, Jericho, Jericho match. Yep. Okay, the Jericho Appreciation Society. The the match, uh, the very first match, gave Jericho Appreciation Society the right. man I thought, I thought, I thought Daniel, I thought Daniel Bryan said that this match would be no, 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 okay. no. He's saying that Claudio. He's saying that Claudio is will the, give them the, is the, is the will advantage. be in the match, right? Except, okay. except that at the very end, when there was the big schmoz at the at the end, uh. <laughs> Eddie Kingston yelling at Moxley for bringing Cla- bringing Claudio into AEW. Yeah, it was really funny. It was even like, um, continue. They still hate each other. 
into in storyline. I love it. And again, in the media scrum, uh, Tony Khan referred to the the feud of Cl- Claudio and Kingston as well. Yeah, that's de- that is that is such a thing because it was all on Twitter like well beforehand, and like, like he doesn't have the balls to show up in AEW. So I I didn't know any of this uh, until Kevin linked a video the, the, yeah, on the, the, the LNC Discord. There's a so. great there's a great uh, little mini documentary about the three match series that the guys did in Shikara. Mm. Um, and the fact that the storyline continues and Eddie himself tweeted this video not that long ago I don't think um, it's it, it really gets over and it gets over how the Eddie Kingston character even when he was the, you know, a real real heel he still Eddie Kingston it, it, it's really good uh, also tells you a lot about uh, uh, Claudio's char- uh, roots of his character which was a bit more sort of blue blooded stuff oh and we forgot i forgot actually this this um how did he win the match if you did if you didn't guess cloud you won the match everybody you won the match um he won with the ricola (laughs) the ricola bomb came back absolutely fantastic it's almost when wrestlers are allowed to be themselves they can do you know throwbacks to what they were yeah uh, and not have to, and not have to live with what makes an old man happy. Mm. Uh, so, moving on uh, to now to you guys, obviously, almost pretty much shutting off for uh, these last two matches. Uh, First up, with the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match, uh, four-way match between uh, Adam Page, Adam Cole, Kazuchika. Okada and Jay White, who was champion, this in did not need to be a fatal four way, and I feel like the only reason it was was because the belt had not been defended in a four way title match before. It was also one of the longest matches of the night. In fact, it was the longest match yes, of but, the night. It felt it. The the other problem with this match is is that you have to try and follow up the four man uh, the fatal four way from earlier in the fucking night. And this match was a lot slower and not as action packed, except for certain spots. Mm-hmm. And um... it was also marred by the fucking ending as well. Yes. And we know what happened with that with Adam Cole and the shoulder injury plus the concussion and everything else that's coming out of that. But even, I think, in spite of that, um, or, you know, the rest of it wasn't all that good. I thought Okada was pretty ordinary in the match. Um, White was the most entertaining in match to me, I didn't want him to. Win, I didn't want him to lose the belt, and he's the heel. Uh, he wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna lose the belt. Oh, no, he wasn't. He, 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 he probably wasn't. I, I felt I, like I, I felt like Hangman Page was literally nothing in this match. He I, literally I couldn't. Up. I he turned up. I couldn't he tell did. you anything you did if you asked me. He to. he turned up to do a spot and got fucking super kicked for it. Like that's it. This match was literally. It was literally Paige, Carter and White for the majority of it. Hangman literally turned up, got hit for something, and then just wasn't there. But I don't understand the point of why he was in the match, other than the fact that he wanted to face Okada. 
Very but disappointing. We, but they might set up my fancy booking from last time with Okada. <laughs> no, there's not that. Not going to be that. No. No. It, it, this this obviously was uh, marred by slow pacing to a good degree. And, of course, the ending of uh, how it was... It was caught. It, it was an audible. Uh, yeah, white white cord. The white cord is an audible, yeah. and good for him for doing so. Yeah, uh, where even what was it? You had Okada going for the rainmaker, um, uh, but Cole just collapsing. It. He, he, so yeah. he sort of ducked like, slash collapsed. Yeah, and it, and at that point it was. Just and then like, and then Jay White finished. Uh, you know, taking out Okada with his finisher, but pinning Cole for the win. Uh, which obviously a lot of people were confused by at the time. But the, yeah, yeah. At the, at, the t- at the time, it felt like a very weird, a very, uh, a very weird ending. Mm-hmm. And then when the to... EMTs came in, it kind of made a little bit more sense. But yeah. even then, it was just like. Um... But yeah. Um. So yeah, nothing, nothing more to really uh, talk can't, on you that. Can, you, can't, you, can't, you can't really talk too much shit on this match because of the ending. And the reasons behind it, but if you even if you take that part aside, it it just felt really slow and just doesn't hold up to a fo- the four way that's held earlier on in the year. Like this yeah. is this is the thing about doing a Multiple. crossover a crossover pay per view like this to begin with is that you want to get so many people on the card to represent every brand involved. Yes, but it leads to too many multi man matches and not enough people to stand out for. Yeah. So everything it's, was it's rushed like, storyline wise. Yeah, it's if like it's, it's like Survivor if it, series. If, if this was if this was literally just uh, uh that's a very good point which I was going to make later. But this is literally this could have just been a triple threat match. It would have stood out on its own. I wouldn't have referred back to the the four way match. But then you also had the triple threat tag team match, and then we had another six man tag match, and then we had another you know uh, six man tag match at the beginning, like. There are so many multi-man matches on this card, mm-hmm. and it could have just done. It could have just done with just stepping back, and having more single matches with uh, stipulations. That's what I was hoping that th- this event would have, because a lot of people were wanting to have like dream matches of single ma- like yeah. you know single man matches star versus star. Turns, but, yeah, aye, effectively. You, and, you match but... up the equivalents thereof on on each brand. And you yeah. put them against each other, and you want to see who's the best at that particular thing that they do. Yeah, as but, opposed to whatever. Yeah, but sadly, just like it was hard, ha- hampered by like um, the, how how this was Tony Khan obviously going like, oh, I want to do this, 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 and this. I want to use all these people. I want to, but I can't. I just can't put them all in one. You know, just single man. I need them I all. I can't play with all of my toys at the same time. Well, exactly. Don't. Yeah, I the be- best way of making you know you know uh, making this a good show is don't over um, overuse uh, that you got uh, the people that you have you know mm-hmm. just work with what you had and you know have some of the best here and save the rest for another day. I think I think it also. Like with the sl- um, the short booking, it falls into that horrible period where it's not long after um, the last pay per view, mm. um, which was uh, double, double or nothing because that wasn't yeah. too long ago. Uh, yeah. But then you've got blood and guts literally 
this week. Yeah, which is which um, at this point is a major show mm-hmm. for them. It's it's not pay per view, but it's of all the ones that there are of the the, the special dynamites. It's the one that's if whenever it is they go to additional pay per views, and they will do at some point. It's the one that's going to get leveled up. Is blood and mm-hmm. guts? Yes. So I don't know. T- you know yeah. what this? You know what this should have been? Uh, no page, triple threat. Yeah. Have White take out Cole early, and just be a single. And, uh, and, like, then, and singles. then it'd be one on one, and then you could have you know the Bucks come out and be pissed with White because like why have you done that for? And then you can have the whole disillusion of well you're 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 out of the bullet club again now aren't you we've had our alliance our alliance is over and then you can have the bullet club on top and then you have something to build to later on and you take away this you know undisputed elite bullet club alliance that's been bubbling in the background for the last however long mm-hmm. and then you actually do have them that the bullet club did get a, their like last laugh over the bucks and have it been something that they're annoyed about and that they want to try and get back to and Cole can be pissed because you know why didn't people protect him? And then you could just storylines, people, storylines, plot, feuds. Well, shall we talk about? Shall we talk about the last match quickly? Yes. Yeah. Because let's see how this is all gonna build going forward. Because this is the interim AEW World Championship match uh, to crown a champion in the, you know in the time that CM Punk is going to be away with the actual title. It's John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, again, it, I mean, granted, John is trying to make us feel in this match, obviously, with um, with the, the color being used and whatnot, but really, hmm, just... It was, it was just in third, third... For the whole match, I feel just it couldn't get. It's it's not the, it's not that it was not the style of match that Tanahashi normally wrestles, so mm. it was very much. It felt a bit wrong. It felt right. a bit wrong that he was he was wrestling this this match, in, just not in his style, mm-hmm. and trying to he was trying to sort of bring it back there, but he's up against John Moxley, and John Moxley's gonna John Moxley and bleed all over him. And everything else, and uh, I don't know, Pete. What did you make of all this? It was all right to watch. Again, the the biggest problem I had was getting invested in the match because the only the only thing I had to go on it was the the whole pre match video of why Moxley and Tanahashi are, are after each other. You know, there's this whole New Japan story, which is because it's not on television and and like told to us on dynamite and that i had no it was just essentially the build was the evening and when we saw that video that was it that's all i had for it yeah so it was and i walked into it i I knew moxley was gonna win the belt because tanahashi's got in the g1 or something is what everybody's saying so like he's gonna be away for an extended time Mm. for that so i kind of guess moxley was gonna win it anyway yeah, I I wasn't think I really in all honesty I didn't think that uh, any new Japan like uh, you know wrestler would be interim 
interim champion for AEW at any point, I wouldn't have thought. You know, no matter who won at Dominion, um, mm. they weren't going to come to this uh, this pay-per-view and win the title, um, in my opinion. So I, I wasn't invested uh, to how this was going to play out. I knew John Moxley was going to win it. Uh, as soon as he was uh, made winner of the, uh, of the, you know, uh, thus the, you know, the the match uh, after the battle royal that they had for choose their champ, uh, choose their challenger to go up the against minute, John Moxley. The, the minute they announced that John Moxley was immediately number one, who fucking wasn't, by the way, it mm-hmm. was actually fucking pa- um, Adam Cole who was number one in the rankings. Mm-hmm. So that's fucking bullshit. Um. I think didn't these take place? Didn't this whole thing take place outside of the rankings? Is what they said. No, no. John Moxley was number one contender due to being number one in the rankings. That is why he didn't have to win the battle royal. Really? But um. Good. But then they had the winner of the battle royal face Moxley on the same night. Why? Immediately Moxley's going to win that because he's not had to do a battle royal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it was all put like it was all leading up to this. It was all in Moxley's favor, really, and all honesty, and that, that made it made uh, the whole thing more boring as a fact. So um, I I I did predict that Tanahashi would win as like a political concession. Uh, really also, he didn't just need to be a, a peer. I, I found I found it really entertaining how. Um, uh, Tony Khan to come out and said, oh, I've got no problems about AEW wrestlers holding New Japan belts and New Japan wrestlers holding AEW belts. And the only group that does is FTR is holding a New Japan belt. Otherwise, they're all, all, all the normal people are holding all the normal belts. So I have a feeling that they want to kind of just test this relationship more before we see anything else. Yeah. But, um, and somewhere, yeah. somewhere, stewing over a mobile phone as he logs into Twitter is Kenta, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. being all, being all pissed that CM Punk was hurt. And then... Being all pissed. Yeah, uh... probably. I mean, the, this is the problem that they're just marred with injuries right now. And I mean, I'm quite sure we we might have said it for Double or Nothing as well. But being marred has definitely hurt this card. But in retrospect of watching this card, it was marred for another reason, which was just the amount of multi-man matches. Like, mm. I don't know. I feel I feel like this sort of event could be more of a two-day WrestleMania type event. I was going to say. Where that you can get matches over two days and that way <coughs> you get to you get to show more of more of each company's uh, stars it doesn't feel too cluttered and it feels like a big event like to go up against say SummerSlam or something like you could have that because both In, both of their own companies have got going to have their own stuff going on during Wrestlemania weekend if but, I'm Tony Khan I want the next I want the Forbidden Door 2 I want that to be in the Tokyo Dome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that makes because, sense. Because then you're bringing people really onto an international stage, and you're bringing all your wrestlers on onto that. You know, you're you're show you're showcasing them against the best. I've and never when you get seen. A win over I've there never t- New Japan is going to mean so much more. 
because I've never seen a New Japan show, what is the Japanese crowd like for professional wrestling? It's very subdued. It's it's like, it's, 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 it's respectful because people like to see the moves. It's a challenge to get. It's a challenge the wrestlers have to get the crowd to be to be audible and reacting. Oh, and reacting, yeah. reacting to stuff, especially at the minute. And that was one of the things that I think was it Jay White got in trouble with because he pissed off the crowd so much they actually started you know doing stuff and thing and they've they've been literally under orders not to cheer because of covid mm. it's oh, a right. weird situation that they've been actually under orders to not cheer and jay white pissed them off so much and, and that there was actually very severe trouble um but yeah i it's uh, it's such an atmosphere in the tokyo dome I think that would be a huge show if they could if they could do that next time around. I think it's only, I think it's only fair that it you, you need it. to alternate it. You need to alternate it. But if you're going to do it anywhere, do it Tokyo. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think that's good enough. I mean, you've got the post-match stuff, which is obviously built up to blood and guts this week <clears> as well, uh, which Kevin mentioned earlier. But. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling that the the JAS are going to be walking out of... It's really weird because you, you want to say that the Blackpool Combat Club should should win Blood and Guts. Because Moxley is the champion. I feel like the Jericho Appreciation Society is going to win. It's not so much that um, Moxley's the champion. It's more... Eddie <sighs> Kingston, everybody. We've, we've yeah, established I, this. Yeah, Eddie Kingston I, I, is I, I not feel... going to stand for it. Well, this, yeah. this is what this is what happened at Double or Nothing. Like uh, the Danielson and Kingston stuff held up, and now you now you're going to have Claudio Kingston and well, not Danielson per se in that match, but yeah, <laughs> Moxley. There, there was a there was a tweet there was a tweet I saw, um, uh, like like Eddie Kingston's reaction. It's like, good news, Eddie. We've replaced your number seven mortal enemy. <laughs> Brian Danielson with your number two mortal enemy, Claudio Castanoli. Um, it's like that entire group is just made up of just a, a big emotional mess for him because he loves he loves Mox, but everyone else around him he doesn't trust. Well, I mean, he's got Santana and Ortiz, um, which I guess will be on his side until they turn on him and but join. It's, but if it's if it's, it's Kingston, so they were used to be aligned with Jericho, so he's not going to trust them. We'll see. Um, Blood and guts is obviously tonight on the time that we're actually recording this, so we will see. Uh, but I assume the next time you'll see us will be either for whatever the next AEW pay per view is, or whenever we decide to cover anything else. Yeah, Maybe money in, bank, money, money, money in the bank because money money in the bank we should do money in the bank is a good one. Okay, money in the bank is pretty much the unofficial fifth big WWE pay per view at this moment. Well, it's the, it's we the setup, isn't it? The setup for anything else that they need to go. Yeah, back else. back to the other company that's marred with fucking injuries right now. Um, no, that's every company. Yeah, uh, I guess we should finish off with some rankings. Question mark. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Pete, we'll go with you. Uh, what do you rank? Uh, uh, it's really difficult because it. I was invested all the way throughout, with the exception of the women's title. I was invested. I watched the entire thing. You know, I was. 
it, it was not a second screen kind of listening thing, which is what a lot of stuff can be when it comes to wrestling sometimes. Um, I was actually watching it rather than not doing anything. So it's, it's pretty difficult. I want to say I want to give it an eight, if only because I think that the women's match is just negligible. The four-man match injury aside was overshadowed by the four-man match earlier on in the night and... I just don't know what to make of Moxley Tanahashi, to be honest. I think somebody I think somebody else should have been in the match except for Moxley, and they were just afraid that they didn't have a really big name in the company that wasn't John Moxley for a new Japan stand front. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna stand by and give it an eight. Fair dues. Kev, what do you rank um, this? I uh, I'm with Pete and it's it, it it feels a bit difficult to rank this one. Um I've seen a lot of people rank this, I mean, really high, like nines. And to me, that's no. Um, I can understand why people really enjoy it. I really enjoyed it for, for the most part. Apart from the women's match, which was negligible. And the, the last two, which sort of fell apart a bit. Um, for that which was there, eight. Um, yeah. But, you know, it... it it's eight based on what I what I enjoyed, but there there is a chunk there that that just didn't work, and there's all the problems that we have with trying to, you know, fill up. We're trying to pour two buckets worth of of wrestling into one bucket, and it's all going all over the place. You know, it's overflowing. It's uh, it's the next one will be better just because they'll have time to plan it, presumably. Yes, but you know, it, it 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 could have been more. It wasn't, but that yeah. part of that's not their fault. Well, I mean, for myself, I'm always kind of like, uh, you know, all you know, I can sometimes be all over the place with the numbers and whatnot, but and sometimes I can be on the same level as you guys. But sadly, um, you know, even with the same points as yourselves. Uh, bringing apart and uh, bringing up upon it, and I'm in the same agreeing on that. I with it, I would have to go slightly lower at seven, um, yeah. just slightly because um, even though I did have uh, some enjoyment with uh, some of the matches and stuff like that in the spots, um, it could you know it was like the slog was being more. Uh, I'm, I'm having trouble more watching uh, shows now. Uh, like these long shows to you know kind of like enjoy them better and whatnot so i find when it comes to to times on these sort of things that if i'm actually not looking at a clock when i get to the final matches bear in mind i didn't watch this live because i was yeah. too tired on yeah. the night. but like if i'm if i'm if i'm at the final couple of matches and i'm gone this doesn't feel like it's too long then I'm not worried about it. If if the matches are slow and boring, and by the time he got to Claudio Zach, it was fine. Like the the IWGP match, it didn't felt like it was dragging on. Even Moxley Tanahashi didn't feel like time was dragging on. Um, so I'm, I wasn't really bothered about the length of this one. Not so much as I was double or double or nothing felt like it lasted way too long. Double nothing felt like it was double. Yeah, but I felt as though that like was paced better. I feel. Yeah, but, that, that, but hey, mm, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's 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 how how we all interpret it, uh, the show, and we can all 
have uh, different interpretations. I mean, I'm always having a different one we can't. Uh, out of the three of us. No, we but... can't. You will listen to my opinion and you'll like it. And you have to match it. I fought for one glorious moment. We were all going to, for the first time in a very long time, actually all score it the damn same. Nah. Um, <laughs> I thought we would have got away Could with you? it. I thought we were going to get away with it because Pete went first. Because we you know saying... full well if you and me, Turbo, if we'd have if we'd have given it an eight, he'd have given it a fucking seven point five. And you know, you he bloody knows he would have done because he doesn't want to have the same score as us. <laughs> my, well, opinion, time around... my, my opinion must be different. Well, this time, this time around, my opinion had to be different here because uh, that's the side down, John. How it goes. Ah, I'm sorry. It's like I have my opinions. Yeah, that's how I feel it. But that is Damn has to bad. be it for us for the last minute kick out uh, podcast here. Um, we like a, like I said, uh, we will probably be back for hopefully money in the bank. So be sure to tune uh, tune in for that when that hits uh, the various outlets that we have this podcast out on both on youtube for the video version as well as all the audio kind of like formats of like apple podcasts and spotify and all those other different places that you can probably listen to uh, you can all check it out at uh, uh, the last minute continue uh, website uh, with uh, all the different kind of like uh, portals in there um so with that all said I've been John Turbo Finley. You can find me on social medias at TurboXLR. Um, Pete, where can people find you? On the internet. In places. Specifically. Behind I've done, I Look, I've said all of my socials more than enough. People know where to find me. Otherwise, on YouTube and in the description, you'll be able to find stuff because Kevin's good at that sort of thing. Follow so. him at TurboXLR on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, also, also, also that, yeah. <laughs> and Kevin... Uh, you can uh, uh, yeah the same thing at, at the kevin either or at last minute continue for last minute continue or at faces in peril for the three of us for a last yes. minute kick out and with that uh hastily wrapped up we will see you next time uh for another cursed edition of lmko bye-bye rock out